to action. Uh, rolling. 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 There's nothing actually rolling. There's nothing rolling. Yeah. Except yeah. your fucking eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Click, click, click. What's good, you creeps? You As the, you can tell, you unscripted. Unscripted. Unscripted, unscripted podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fucking 85% of your stuff is about murder. <laughs> about murder. That's fair. Because our listeners love yeah. fucking murder. Hit them up with the Gmail. You can send us an email with your suggestions, comments, or concerns <laughs> at based on true events podcast at gmail.com. Boom. What's up? Hey. <laughs> 45 minutes later. <laughs> That's what I get for trying to get a head start. <laughs> I forgot about auto-update. Dude, have you not learned? Like, we did all that work to get ahead on episodes and <laughs> fucking did nothing. Oh, shit. What's good, man? What's up, dude? Nothing, dude. I'm whooped. Mm-hmm. I was bitching about it a little bit earlier, but literally I thought it was going to be, okay, go and just easy day at work. I don't, I'm not in the store. Cool. And then we were like, oh yeah, moving everything all day storm. And then it got even hotter after the storm. I was like, oh dear Lord. Dude, it's, it was so fucking hot yesterday and today, dude. I know it's horrible. (laughs) And we went to go pick up the kid today and it was in the middle of like a monsoon. Oh, it came down. Oh yeah. And literally we got, two miles away from where the rain was coming in so hard I could barely see and I thought my car was going to float away and <laughs> the fucking road was dry like uh. it, it didn't rain there at all and I was like what the fuck is this like <laughs> it's not even a, like two miles that's how Florida was man you could literally see it na- like raining in your neighbor's yard across the street and it wouldn't be raining there but so it, it was unusual here dude it's been like the past three days have been like scary hot like, yeah they were like desert storm or some shit like sandstorm coming through it i was like no 2020 yeah. and then, then this like eerie like hot out of nowhere I'm yeah like, okay bringing I mean, it still I'm, bringing it hard i mean i've like i kind of freaked out about the the sahara winds or whatever that were coming through yeah that's what i mean until somebody was. somebody was on something and they were they were like Dude, this happens every three years. Like, oh, does it? Calm the fuck down, everybody. <laughs> like, just yeah. But at this point, we're fuck, all on like <laughs> yeah. Put the fucking needles. the shifter in neutral. Like, just chill out. And I was like, all right. I, I don't like, remember ever hearing about a sandstorm. I mean, I don't either. But I mean, I didn't. There, I didn't see a apparently. Sandstorm, I guess they don't like talk about it. it. I guess it was kind of talked about this time because of everything that's been going on in 2020. So people are like, oh, clickbait, we can get you to uh, freak out. That's true. And then, but the years that that we have like a light hurricane season, apparently, right. are the years where that's coming through. Because it apparently like drowns out the hurricanes. No shit. So. All right. Meteorology. <sighs> Sweet. <laughs> okay, good. No so. sandstorm. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I did I did find it hilarious that somebody was like, oh, great, here comes the mummy. Yeah, like, <laughs> straight up, dude. Like, yay. Okay, what's next? Well, at this point, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't fucking surprise me. <laughs> well, just, I'm like, come on, keep throwing it. Let's get let's get everything yeah. out of its system. They found, like, like, they did find something, like, 
56 or 65, something like that. Uh, fucking sarcophaguses and shit in Egypt and like an unsealed tomb. And, <laughs> Recently? And, yeah. And then oh they did God. something else. Like they moved Ramsey the Great's sarcophagus out of like the place that it's been for like the last 30 or 40 fucking years and i was like can you we can we stop fucking with stuff like <laughs> damn it just for like 20 minutes like can just I, wait till next year yeah. to do un, any uncovering of <laughs> yeah i'm Dude. like come on man can we just have like a quiet six months wow end out the year <laughs> on like kind of a <sighs> okay yeah it doesn't even have to like I'm good with anticlimactic this year. Yeah, yeah. Let's just fucking, all right. I swear to God, man, I hear one person at, you know, December go, well, 2020's got to be my year. Uh, Kicking them right in the face. Right in the nuts. Like, 2021's got to be my year. Don't even. I'm going to truck you (laughs) right in your jaw. Don't jinx us, dude. That's funny. (laughs) Well, technically, we've we've set the bar pretty high, so really, (laughs) it's... Okay, I know, I know. I mean, it's been a year, man. It and is. it's been it's only been and six months. And we're not months. even done. That's right. Yeah, it's been it's been 6 months. 6 so. monks speaking of speaking monks. of which, monks, 6 monks. 6 monks. Speaking of we just said time's flying cuz our kids are turning 2, man. That shit is crazy. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's it's pretty surreal, man. Yeah, it is. It's uh watching my little one grow up. It's I mean, you fucking blinking. It's I know. With the, I mean, I will say that about, you know, lockdown and everything is I've gotten to watch daily him grow up. And that's been really awesome. The uh, time. Well, yeah, man, th- that's the I guess the the sweet part has yeah, been the, bittersweet. The, the, upside. Sweet, the upside is, is that the time that you've been with him a lot. And I got to yeah. spend about three weeks with my kid, which is awesome. But um, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, it's been like four I, months, man. Yeah, that's pretty so. crazy. Yeah, it's it was very bittersweet. We had to send him back to daycare this week. I know, so. I know, and I know you were telling me that, that I know that sucks because I'm doing it. But um, <laughs> he was there even longer, so I imagine it's twice as bad. Yeah, like, man. for for your kid to, to, I mean, he's been there with just you for a long time. Yeah, just just me and the wife. It's uh, gonna be good for him though, dude. Yeah, dude. That, you know what that, I mean? that is really like the balance that we're looking at. Like he needs that interaction with other kids and yeah. kind of spread his wings and and grow yeah. with his peer group as opposed to mom and dad who help him as opposed <laughs> to challenge him you know right, right right adversity is what basically teaches us how to grow up so you know i i feel like that's you know what damage are we doing keeping him out out of school versus yeah. what what could he potentially be exposed to well luckily he's, he's young enough virally. That, well yeah i mean no you're right but luckily he's young enough that he, there's no damage that's been done but yeah yeah it, i it, mean hopefully well <laughs> right. no dude shit. i'm not a fucking he's good man yeah and but you're right he needs to go and get in fights and yeah. bite kids and you need to get letters like i am yeah, yeah. well <laughs> My kid's yeah. a biter, apparently. For yeah. that's what we were all, just talking about. <laughs> I think there's a huge population of kids that are biters, man. Well, it is like we. I actually called the daycare and I was like, okay, so just so you know, we're not parents that are blowing this off. Like we're working with them, and they're like, dude, chill out. Like we're not gonna kick you out. Like this happens. There's a bunch of biters. It's usually boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it is what it is, and kids, you you know, don't know how to get their aggression. Like when they're frustrated, and some use, you know 
biting, some hit, some well, cry, like you know. I think it's probably it's probably because we have a little boy, and right. you have a little boy. Right. It's and there's you know no other sibling. You know we're we're actually you know having the discussion about number two. Um, but but we the, have as well the conversation about the, but. You know, I, I guess it's like a weird assumption that, that kids are kind of, when when you don't have a kid, you kind of assume that there's going to be, you know, rocky roads and you're going to have to teach them this and that. But, like, I didn't realize how savage a little baby boy is. Like. Savage? Like how? Like, just, you know. I mean, I agree. Wants but... to horseplay. Oh, like, yeah. Like, bite throw rocks like the whole nine yards like like the epitome of being a boy that stare you know that that whole like right well but the thing is is like so there's things that Knox has been doing while we've been in quarantine where he hasn't seen other kids and I'm like where did you learn how to do this oh, like right. like it's not on the shows that it's like he watches insti- a like, natural instinct. a natural instinct to right. do this and that and I'm just like where are you picking this stuff up, man? And yeah. it's not like, I mean, obviously, like, we're not teaching him You're like, I don't do that. Behaviors. So, right, yeah. right, right. So it's, that's it's true. There weird, is a man. bunch of shit. And I assume that he learns it at daycare. You right. Know, be, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure that he, there's stuff that he just does naturally that I just assume is daycare. Yeah. He'll, he'll the, the shit that we watch on TV, luckily, he doesn't do movies. So he watches only like educational shit. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely torture for us. Because right. it's fucking the worst. Yeah. But like he he'll literally the other day he started singing the ABC song like all the way through and I'm like holy shit dude yeah. my kid's a genius. Yeah. And so we Google we're like how old should your kid be to sing the uh? they're like yeah about two to three and I'm like damn it yeah he's not he's like kind of right on par <laughs> like yeah. he's I thought he was advanced yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like eh, not well, not and, really and like our kid does stuff when he's <laughs> outside of the house so yeah, right. he doesn't do it in front of mom. It, Right. You know, his mom and me. But then, like, everyone is like... Her Whoa. parents are like, yo, he did this? Yeah. Like, Damn it. Like, he, the first time he took steps, he did it in front of her brother. Oh, instead really? of us. And I was like, well, come on, man. Damn it, dude. Yeah. Videotape that shit, at least. It's like, you He know. went swimming with my sister, obviously, but for the first time. And I was fucking jealous as hell. Yeah. I was happy for him, because I couldn't... I was working, but I was like, Damn it. I want to do... I want to be there for every first. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. There's so, there's too many firsts. Well, I mean, we go to the lake. So Knox was in the lake last year. Yeah, he was in the lake this year. And speaking of which, when this yeah, shit opens up, you gotta throw us an Dude, invite to that trip. Wherever the fuck you want, man. Yeah, good to go. It's not my place, so I'm inviting you to somebody else's house. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Nah, man. But it, it's dude. The, I like that he gets to do things, and you know, we we try to give him all those opportunities. You know, yeah. Um, but dude, it's that that parental angle. It's like, okay, when am I sheltering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To protect him, and when am I sheltering to be a nervous fucking wreck? Right. And I'm not. I'm holding him back. So we we try to do a good balance of the two. Dude, you guys are good parents. And what I did learn, like real quick, is don't Google shit. Like it's no. just, dude. Like we'll we're figuring this shit. Yeah. We're we're fine, dude. Our kids yeah. are alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> right. Doing all right for that. Doing all right. My kid sleeps in his own bed, so. Yeah, my, we, uh, we tried that last night. Nah, not, not yet. <laughs> now, he, we put him down at 8. Last night, he, he fell asleep at 10. So, But he just chilled in his yeah, thing. Yeah, he's chill. 
No. Not not on not in this house, man. <laughs> not a not a, <laughs> we we screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> mm. But it is what it is. So, well, shit, man. Uh, we're like eleven minutes or so in, and this episode that I'm about to throw at you is a doozy, and there's a lot of information. So, okay. Um, let's let's knock some plugs out and then fucking get into it, man. Boatbasement.com. <laughs> that's a, that's it. <laughs> All right, uh, and now onto the show. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, BoatBasement.com is wrong, by the way. Yeah, it's I know. BoatBasement I just, at Gmail. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was. Um, no, but so, our website, however, is... I'm testing you. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say I don't know forever. It's BoatPodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hit up the new website, BoatPodcast. 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 BoatPodcast.com. Uh, hit us up on the Gmail if you want at boatbasement at gmail.com. Or if you are like me and you spend way too much time on social media, then uh, check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Based on True Events Podcast. There it is. Or on the Twatter. We're uh, Podcast Boat. B O T E. That's right. You can search for us on YouTube. We got a YouTube channel where we're uploading the, the new videos and we're, we're working on some new. Uh, New video ideas. New video we're, ideas. We're, we're uh, trying to constantly improve the quality and change some shit up. So yeah, man, we're working. Yeah, we're we putting, are. We're putting some work in. We're, we are. We're we're, <laughs> we're figuring it out as we go. <laughs> we're quickly approaching eleven thousand downloads, yeah. man. Man, thank you guys. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So it, it is awesome, uh, and, and you can tell that people are are. Um, the numbers have creeped up even more so in the past couple of days or actually week. Yeah. So I don't know if people are officially like out and about driving around because I feel like that's where most people listen to podcasts in their car. But whatever it is, keep doing it. Yeah. Because we're fucking digging it. Um, keep some suggestions coming because right. we're still doing our I Wrote for Boat. I Wrote for Boat. And then we're doing the uh, Winner Takes All. I'm just kidding. We're doing the, <laughs> suggest- the suggested episode order. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the, the biggest votes gets the the first lead, and then uh, you know, however the those suggestions rank up, we're gonna do them in that order. Yeah, you'll see it on. Uh, we'll we'll post it here soon. We've been knocking out some of the the items on our some of the topics on our list, mm-hmm. and some just ones that have just kind of come up. Uh, but we are gonna. You'll see there'll be like choose four. Yeah, uh, and and we want you to choose two. Pick your top two favorite, and we'll we'll knock them out in that order. Because like Shep said uh, a while back, this is just as much your podcast as it is ours. Yeah, you guys are you guys are the ones uh, you know who are listening faithfully and uh, supporting us. So we want it to be what you guys want it to be. Damn right, damn straight. So um, let me mute my phone. Solid little bing bing. Well, um, yeah. So this is uh, my episode this evening, and uh, just fair warning. I mean, now technically. Season Dude. three, man. Other than my little Dude. idiot crime, uh, idiot criminal or crime, uh, idiots of crime episode, you've yeah. come with some fucking some heavy content. The Geen and then. Uh, Dude, eighty thousand Vlad plus. Dracula, man, eighty thousand plus on Vlad Dracula. Go back and listen. Go back and listen to all of our shit. But man, season three, Shep is bringing the heat, uh, and I feel like I had to crank mine up. It's been enough. kind of fun too, man, because I, 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 you know, I, I did my historical guy, and then yeah. I did, uh, I did like the root of like a lot of different horror horror films. Yeah, so Gene was, was, was fun, brutal man. as I knew it was going to be. Uh, Vlad, the Impaler, did it creep up on you? Was 
way more brutal. I mean, you you had even said, dude, I'm telling you, biggest body count, and I'm going, eh, bullshit, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, dude, it didn't disappoint. Uh, that was a cool one because it is historical, and 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 that's kind of your, uh, you know, your bag. Yeah. And so it, I you, tend to enjoy it. It was like your world mixed with my world, which is cannibalism and disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Oh shit. I'm not a cannibal, I swear. I just like really dark shit for some reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> this uh, gentleman that I'm doing this evening, Peter Curtin. Now, before I jump in, do you know anything about Peter Curtin, a.k.a. Uh, the Vampire of Dusseldorf, uh, Dusseldorf Monster? Those are kind of the two Does uh, he make monikers. mustard? <laughs> Did he make mustard for White Castle? I don't why Dusseldorf mustard is the, oh, is that the shit. oh is that White Castle? I only eat honey mustard at White Castle oh, on dude. them chicken rings. You're a trash human being, and everyone <laughs> should hate you. First of all, White Castle round chicken. Yep, yeah. that's gotta be dude, not it's processed. Fun good man. It is good. I mean, it's terrible coming out, but it it's is. awesome to eat. It is. Uh, so no, he has nothing to do with mustard that I know of. But so I'm going to jump into it, and, and I didn't. I opted. I did write a ton of notes because I've been hanging on to this one for about two weeks now which I'm ready to let go of this one. But um, I noticed that my notes were kind of all over the place because I was going to all these different sites, and I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm not going to cheat because I've listened to like four podcasts on this guy because I wanted to hear everybody's take, and it's all about the same. They Every single one of them got it from Wiki, 100%. So I'm, I'm going right in, fucking, right in, in order. Yeah. Dig well, they Wiki. literally cover – this is the first time that Wiki actually covered almost everything that I would have covered in my notes, but it's – uh, basically, it's better written <laughs> or more legible, at least. Yeah, well, we'll go, at least go with legible. Yeah, that's true. I've seen your chicken scratch fucking hieroglyphics that you write. Dude, it's something else, man. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Um, all right, so I'm going to jump into Peter Curtin here. He was born into po- he was born into a poverty-stricken, abusive family in Mulheim am Rhein uh, on May 26, 1883. So we're going okay. we're going back. He was the third of 13 children, uh, two, two of whom died at an early age. Um, Did he kill them? No, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, I just Curtin's, got to check, dude. Curtin's uh, parents were not great. Let's just start off. They were both alcoholics who lived in a one-bedroom apartment. 13 um, kids in a one-bedroom apartment? Yeah, well, 13, 11, two died. But yeah, I know. Crammed in there. Parents were both alcoholics. Now, the father was an abusive prick. A horrible, despicable human being. The mother, and I'm just guessing, was an alcoholic because she had to live with that man. So, but anyway, it, it is written that both of them were alcoholics. Um, Curtin's father frequently frequently beat his wife and children, particularly when he was drunk. Um, when intoxicated, Curtin's father often forced his wife and children to assemble before him. Uh, before ordering his wife to strip naked and engage in intercourse with him as his child. Children watched. So, what charmer. I was what I was getting ready he's a to real say, charmer, dude. Yeah, he's a quality guy. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was getting ready to say, just heads up, everyone. Trigger warnings galore on this one. Uh, before we start talking about Gein, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> this this one's pretty heavy, and there's some tough stuff to stomach. So, yeah, basically, his father would literally rape his mom in front of his children, and. Uh, you know, we've talked about a lot of times, is this why are you born bad or, you know, whatever. This one I'm leaning towards, uh, your environment is 
partly to blame here. There, there's, um, there's ten arguments against that. Yeah, the other, sitting the in other his kids. Life. Sitting yeah, in his I, life. I, I know. Okay, okay. But, okay. So, okay. Um, I'm not saying it helped. I'm just not saying that that's necessarily the why the rest of them weren't. Yeah. Whatever he's about. Whatever you'll find out. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. But I'm just saying, everybody handles shit differently. Um, so, okay, so his father was horrible, and obviously he did that for in front of his kids. Uh, his father was jailed for 15 months in 1894 for committing incest with his eldest daughter, mm. who was 13 years old. Um, shortly after that, his mom finally decided to leave him and remarried and lo- relocated to Dusseldorf. Um, in 1888, Curtin attempted to... she take the kids? You know, they didn't say. They kind of literally left the mom out of the story any any documentation at least that i found from here that was it no more talk about mom so i would imagine she probably didn't take the kids probably not yeah. or, or 11 of them i would have a feeling she took some <laughs> you and you and, you, and you, <laughs> you, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked um so being the eldest surviving son, Curtin was the target of much of the, uh, his father's physical abuse. Although he was a good student, he later recollected his academic performance suffered due to his extensive physical violence he endured from his father. He frequently refused to return home from school. Um, well, duh. <laughs> I wouldn't either. From an early age, Curtin often ran away from home for periods of time ranging from days to weeks. Much of the time Curtin spent on the streets uh, was in the company of petty criminals and social misfits. Via these acquaintances, Curtin was introduced to various forms of petty crime, uh, which he initially committed as means of feeding and clothing himself when living on the streets. Uh, So Curtin later claimed, by the way, all this information, because you're going to ask, well, how do they know that? He has literally tell, told his story. Okay. Um, so anything, and that's why often they say right here, Curtin later claimed mm-hmm. to have committed his first murder at the age of nine. Um, and I'll paraphrase. Basically, he went out on uh, the river or lake or something with two of his classmates, nine years old, and pushed one of the kids in. And when the other boy jumped in to say to help the other kid, he held that boy's head under the water. They both drowned. Uh, Curtin. So he really killed two. When a sec- yeah, when a second boy attempted to save the drowning youngster, Curtin held the boy's head in the water. But both deaths were ruled uh, by authorities as being accidental. But Curtin had claimed said that he had did Later it on. intentionally. Yeah. Um, now something that they skip over, they kind of mention it a little bit here. Um, in '88, Curtin attempted to drown his playmates. Four, no, here it is. Four years later, he befriended a local dog catcher who lived in the same building as his family and be- began accompanying him on rounds. This individual often tortured and killed the animals he caught, and Curtin soon became an active and willing participant in torturing the animals. Lots of role models. Yeah, it's it seems like. Uh the Rhine area is is not <laughs> full of of the charmers. Yeah, I mean, most of the people who did the research on this and a lot of the videos and stuff I watched, they were saying this kid never had a chance, and I I do I don't agree with that. I say that obviously his upbringing had some effects, effects or, yeah. right, right, right. But I don't I don't you can't blame all this shit on. If there, yeah. you're right. If there was eleven. Yeah. Murderers. Yeah, okay. Then fair enough. 
Um, all right. At age 13, Curtin formed a relationship with a girl uh, his age who, although happy to allow Curtin to undress and fondle her, would resist any attempts he made to engage in intercourse. <laughs> Getting shut down. Dude, she's 13. Like, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> to relieve his sexual urges, Curtin resorted to acts of bestiality with the sheeps, pigs, and goats in local stables, but later claimed he had obtained his greatest sense of elation if he actually stabbed these animals just before he achieved orgasm. Gross. Fucking gross. Dude, uh, I mean... But, <laughs> you can stop at bestiality. Like, oh. <laughs> I was I was already like, this is disgusting. Okay. You I didn't, have, you you didn't have to add that they were stabbed <laughs> for me to be like, oh, that's a little adverse. Okay. Well, dude, the way you let into it, I thought you were going to give, like, some sort of, like... <laughs> Pro, like, well, dude, but you no, know what I mean? no, I was like, <laughs> hey, man, I was like, where are you going with that? Like, we stop, <laughs> okay, we, we could stop at bestiality, bro. Well, trust me, I, I'm, I'm reading a lot more than just that. Um, you're welcome. Thus, he began stabbing and slashing animals with increasing frequency to achieve orgasm. And I don't laugh, it's just, I don't, so I'm. <laughs> Part of the reason I'm also reading this is I, when I was writing this, I was writing notes, I couldn't bring myself to write orgasm. And, like, I didn't know how to word it, and it, I felt so awkward doing it. I mean, dude, this episode, there's a lot of orgasm mean <laughs> orgasms, plural. So just bear with me <laughs> if I, like, giggle or something. It's not because I, I'm finding this. It's defense 100%. You're a 12-year-old boy. I, I, that is true. Although he was adamant, his behavior ended when he was... Oh, I'm sorry. Thus he began to... I don't need to read it again to achieve... Although he was adamant that this behavior ended when he was observed stabbing a pig. He also attempted to rape the same sister his father had earlier molested. I mean... Do as daddy does, but still... I'm sorry, like... you, You still should see something wrong in that. Not... This kid's fucked. From an early age, yeah. and I don't just blame the the, the father, you know. No. Um, in '87, Curtin left school, and his father's insist insist at his father's insistence, he obtained employment as an apprentice molder. Uh, the apprentice the apprenticeship lasted for two years before Curtin stole the, all the money he could find in the household, plus approximately three hundred marks. Um, damn, he ran away from home, relocated to Koblenz where he began a brief relationship with a prostitute two years his senior, who he claimed willingly submitted to every form of sexual perversion he demanded of her. He was apprehended four, just four weeks later and charged with both breaking and entering and theft, and subsequently sentenced to one month's imprisonment. Uh, he was released from prison in 89 and reverted to the life of petty crime he had lived before his arrest. Curtin claimed to have committed his first murder, claimed... Uh, there's no proof of this, but this is one that they that he just basically claimed. And a lot of these guys that get locked up, you never know. Yeah, that's happened a lot actually. Mm-hmm. Like, are they just making shit up at this point, or you know? So you never know. But Curtin claimed to have committed his first murder in November 1899, which actually, if, if he, he claimed to the nine year old, right? So he's kind of counter. Yeah. Well, interesting. I just picked that. Up. I just picked up on that. Because if he claimed that this is his first murder, but he just already said that he killed anyway. So in his 1930 confessions to investigators, Curtin claimed to have picked up an 18-year-old girl at the Alestrib, sorry, 
and persuaded her to accompany him uh, to the Hofgarten, where he claims to have engaged in sex with the girl before strangling her to death with his bare hands. No contemporary record exists to corroborate Curtin's claims. Uh, if this ta attack did take place, the victim likely survived the assault. Nonetheless, Curtin later stated that via his committing this act, he had proven to himself that the greatest height of sexual ecstasy could only be achieved in this manner. Shortly thereafter, in 1900, Curtin was arrested for fraud. He would be arrested, rearrested later the same year on the same charge, although on this second occasion, uh, charges pertaining to his 1899 Dusseldorf thefts plus the attempted murder of a girl with a firearm were added to his indictment. Consequently, Curtin was sentenced to four years imprisonment uh, in October 1900. He served the sentence in Derendorf, uh, a borough of Dusseldorf. Um, this is really long, so I'm going to jump a little bit ahead, but he was released in the summer of 1904. He was drafted into the Army. As soon as he got drafted... He dipped out. <laughs> like He just bounced. Yeah, deployed to Mintz to serve the 19th, 98th Infantry Regiment, although he soon deserted. Um, he literally took off. Uh, the autumn, Curtin began committing acts of arson, which he would discreetly watch from a distance as emergency services attempted to extinguish the fires. A lot of people do that, too. You know, It's like a common thing. to sit, After they commit a crime, they, they stick around. Cause I guess they enjoy watching discomfort it's fucked but it's it's common like we've heard this yeah they they like watching their work man yeah they're proud of what they're, they're proud doing. of it i guess yeah it's dark um the majority of these at, fires at, at what point in this story was it not dark no it's it's from the jump it's yeah, this, <laughs> is, this is a dark one the majority of these fires were in barns and haylofts and Curtin would admit to police he had committed around 24 acts of arson upon his arrest that new year's eve he also freely admitted these fires had been committed both for his sexual excitement and in hopes of burning sleeping tramps alive. Jesus. As a result of his desertion, desertion Curtin was tried by the military system and convicted of desertion in addition to multiple counts of arson, robbery, and attempted robbery. Um, he was in prison from 1905 to 1913. Quite a few years. Eight. Yeah. Curtin served his sentence in Munster. Munster? Mm -hmm. Ish, uh, with much of his time spent in solitary confinement for repeated instances of insubordination. He would later claim to investigators and psychologists, this period of incarceration was that in which he first encountered severe forms of discipline, and as such, the erotic fantasies he had earlier developed while incarcerated in Derendorf expanded to include graphic fantasies of striking out at society and killing masses of people. These fantasies became ever more paramount and overbearing in his mind, and Curtin later claimed that he derived the sort of pleasure from these visions that other people would get from thinking about a naked woman, adding that he occasionally spontaneous, spontaneously ejaculated while preoccupied with such thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting back. I, I know, man. There's not much. It's going to be hard to crack jokes on this one, and, and this is... Where it gets pretty tough to even read, so bear with me, everyone. The first murder Curtin defin definitively committed, is that right, definitively? Mm -hmm. Yeah, committed occurred on May 25th, 1913. Uh, during the course of a burglary at a tavern in the town of Mulheim and Rain, 
he encountered a nine-year-old girl named Christine Klein asleep in her bed. Um, his words here. It was May. It was on May twenty-fifth, nineteen thirteen. I had been stealing, specializing in public bars or inns, where the owner lived on the floor above. In a room above an inn at Colin Mulheim, I discovered a child of about ten asleep. Her head was facing the window. I seized it with my left hand and strangled her for about a minute and a half. The child woke up and struggled, but I lost con- but lost consciousness. I had a small but sharp pocket knife with me, and I held the child's head and cut her throat. I, hud- I heard the bl- blood spurt and drip on the mat beside the bed. It spurted in an arch right over my head. The whole thing lasted about three minutes. Then I locked the door again and went back home to Dusseldorf. Yeah, it's he's uh he's one of the worst, if not the worst, that I've personally researched. Um, I so, mean, fish was bad too. Fish was really bad. I mean, you're right. But. Yeah, there's something about this guy that. Oof. Um. Anyway, so yeah, like I said, trigger warning. Trigger warning, everyone. Um. They he they left this part out, and I'm. <laughs> I I know you you're gonna, I know you're gonna say that I know but uh, he slashed her twice across the throat with a pocket knife ejaculating as he heard the blood dripping from the wounds onto the floor by her bed and the only reason I read that part is because I do leave it out I'm gonna try to leave it out the next couple of times because that happens every single time and they have to let us know and so I'm gonna try not to let you know at Please. this point just assume that that's part of it. It's the reason he's doing these murders, committing these murders, is for sexual gratification, clearly. We've had some people who are, that's not a part of their MO. Yeah. This is, it's him as, it's him, it's his MO. Yeah. Oof. Well, I mean, dude, he's gotten, we've already had the, you've already had the discussion where, like, he has, like, sexual feelings about, killing massive amounts of people and lashing out against society and and gets aroused by arson so yeah i'm kind of assuming he he has sex with pigs and goats i don't think anything's off the table he's literally a pig fucker yeah like no he's yeah he's he's a sexual sadist man he's disgusting the following day curtain specific specifically returned to colm to drink in a tavern located directly opposite that in which he had murdered christine klein in order that he could listen to the locals' reactions to the child's murder. He later recollected to investigators uh, that he derived an extreme sense of gratification from the general disgust, repulsion, and outrage that he heard in the patrons' conversations. Moreover, in the weeks following Klein's funeral, he occasionally traveled to Molheim, Amrine, to visit the child's grave, adding that when he handled the soil covering her grave, he spontaneously ejaculated. I don't know if I'm going to be able to leave some of this out. Two months later, again in the course of committing a burglary burglary, uh, with the aid of a skeleton key, Curtin broke into a home of Dusseldorf. Discovering a 17-year-old girl girl named Gertrude Franken, Curtin manually strangled the girl. Uh, Of course, we know what he did uh, at the sight of blood spouting from her mouth. Curtin managed to escape from the scene of both this murder and that of Klein undetected. 
Just days after the murder of Gertrude Franklin on four, July 14th, Curtin was arrested for a series of arson attacks and burglary, burglaries. Okay, so what's this dude look like? Yeah, so one thing that they leave out, but I did read a lot, is he was always in a suit, like dressed to the nine. He didn't look... I mean, he wasn't like a Ted Bundy, like he wasn't like a super handsome charming. He was never described as that, but he was always well-groomed and like, you know, was able to kind of go in and out of crowds and be around people without looking, you know, sketchy, I guess. Okay, because I was um, like, dude, if he looks like the fucking devil incarnate, which is what he sounds like. Yeah, right. Like, why, like just pick him up off the fucking... Immediately Immediately, like, like, what's this guy do? Especially like he's hanging out around the grave. Yeah. Oh, and something they left out in Wiki that was crazy is that when he was watching the first little girl that he killed, um, one of the girl's father, I want to say it was the uncle, um, he knew that he had got away with it because the uncle, uh, the father's the father's brother, and he got into a big old fight apparently like the day before, and he said, "Well, I'm I'm coming back. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna get you." Like, and so there was this huge thing like in the bar apparently and the guy's initials the the uncle's initials was the same pk peter Curtin, and there was a bandana or something that was left at the scene with pk and so they actually arrested the the, the, uncle? the uncle they uh, later they realized it wasn't him but imagine like holy fuck i when i said i was threatening you like never would have been to that extent like just fuck the same initials like yeah. the chances of that you know but uh I can't remember what made me think of that, but regard uh, regardless, like he he knew he was off scot free. Is that the saying scot free? Yeah. I feel like I always say that wrong. No, no you got that one right. Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> I'm it. Working on it. All right. Um, so he doesn't look. There's some images of him, like a little bit older. If you Google it, like there's pictures of him, um, and he doesn't. Now that you you know what kind of person he is, he looks horrifying. Right. But if you didn't know the story and then you saw a picture, you would just think he was like, eh, you know, regular Joe. Okay. Um, there's a few of the guys the, like, like you yeah, talked do, about that. Yeah, there's a few guys where you're like, eh, why? why that, that's him. Yeah, like, <laughs> the case is solved. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> um, so this dude got arrested, all, like, all the time for everything yeah. other He's than He's already murder. done, like, 13 years in prison, right. by the way. And he loved being in solitary. He used to commit, like, he would he would basically act up in prison, so they'd lock him back up in solitary confinement because, so he could have them dark, weird, disgusting thoughts, in, like, in privacy. Anyway, um, he was sentenced to six years imprisonment, although he repeated instances of insubordination while in prison. Uh, That's saw, like 18 years. Yeah, saw his incarceration extended by a further two years. Curtin served the sentence in a military prison in the town of Bragg, um, then part of the German Empire. Released in April 1921, Curtin relocated to Altenburg, where he initially lived with his sister. Though his sister... God, was it the sister, sister that he tried to rape? They didn't say, but I can't imagine, but I'm sure they all knew about it. Yeah. Like, fuck you, you're living with me. Yeah, like, no. No, hell no, dude. Like, oh, that was just, you was just being a kid. Oh, you were young. No. Yeah, fuck no. 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 Right. Get um, the fuck out. Though his sis, through his sister, Curtin became acquainted with a woman three years his senior named August Scharf, a sweet shop proprietor and former prostitute who had previously been convicted of shooting her fiancé to death. 
I forgot about this. And to whom Curtin initially posed uh, as a former prisoner of war. Two years later, Curtin and Scharf married, and although the couple regularly engaged in sex, Curtin later admitted he could consummate his marriage only by fascinating about committing violence against other individuals. Duh. And that, after their wedding night, uh, he engaged in intercourse with his wife only at her invitation. Uh, for the first time in his life, Curtin obtained regular employment, also becoming an active trades union official, although with the exception of his wife, he formed no close friendships. Shocker um, well, that yeah. nobody wanted to hang out I with know, this guy. right. Yeah. Dude, you keep You're fucking a... my, my goat. Like, you can't <laughs> yeah. come over anymore, man. Stop fucking my animals. Yeah. Like, it's not okay. You're staring at my kid weird. Like, get the fuck out. Pete, for real. Yeah. Knock that shit off. Oh, that's horrible. Well, that's what we do. Um, okay, so for the first time in 1925, he returned to with his wife to Dusseldorf, where he soon began affairs with a servant girl named Tied, um, and a housemaid named... Her name was Ted? T-I-E-D-E. I tried to go like Tied. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so a servant girl named Ted and, <laughs> and a household and a housemaid named Mech M-E-C-H Meh Ted and Meh <laughs> both women were frequently subjected to partial oh, I was laughing I can't even read that sentence both women were frequently subjected to partial strangulation when they submitted to intercourse with Ted damn it with Ted once being informed by Curtin that's what love means when his wife discovered his infidelity, uh, Tied uh, reported Curtin to police, claiming he had seduced her. Mech, <laughs> Mech uh, alleged Curtin had raped her. Damn. Like, bad timing to laugh. Like, I can't <laughs> get through a fucking sentence. It's so awful. Uh, the more serious charge was later dropped, although Tied's allegations were pursued, thus earning him an eight-month prison sentence for seduction and threatening behavior. Curtin served six months of the sentence, uh, with his early release being upon the condition he left Dusseldorf. He later successfully appealed the ruling that he relocate from Dusseldorf. They're like, well, dude, we'll let you out if you just leave. And then they were like, nah, that's cool. You can stay. Yeah, right. It's fucked. Meanwhile, uh, I'm pretty sure that this is the guy who killed everybody at that farm in the Hinterkaifeck story. No shit, dude. I thought about this, by the way. That's exactly what came to my mind. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, which I really want to redo that episode since the, the audio was so shitty that it's not even it's not even on our uh, sites anymore. Yeah. Well, Anywho. Maybe if you're a patron, we'll uh, give that back hint, to you. Hint, hint. All right. So, um Brace yourself. It gets a little gnarly here. Um, well, uh, again. Again. Yeah. On the th February 3rd, 1929, Curtin stalked an elderly woman named Apollonia Kuhn, uh, waiting until Kuhn was shielded from the view of potential witnesses by, by bushes. Curtin pounced upon her, grabbing her by the lapels of her coat and shouting the words, No row, don't scream, before dragging her into a nearby undergrowth where he proceeded to stab her 24 times with a sharpened pair of scissors. Although many of the blows were inflicted so deeply that the scissors struck her bones, Kuhn survived her injuries. There's a picture of these scissors and they're it's scary. They're massive. And to go to bone, man, you think how like just angry 
or violent you have to stab. That's, no, I'd, I'd rather not. I, well, that's fair. That, that just, for some reason, the scissors really bother me. And this is against, I know, I know this is against bad, his but, MO right. as well. He's usually, He's been going after the younger crowd. The young, yeah. On February 8th, Curtin strangled a nine-year-old girl named Rosa. You had to say something. Olinger into unconsciousness before stabbing her in the stomach, temple, genitals, and heart with a pair of scissors spontaneously as he knifed the child. He then insert. Oh, God. You picked the Sorry. episode, Sorry. He then inserted his semen into her vagina with his fingers. He then made a rudimentary effort to hide Olinger's body by dragging it beneath a hedge. Before returning to the scene with a bottle of kerosene several hours later and setting the child's body alight. Achieving an orgasm at the sight of the flames, Olinger's body was found beneath a hedge the following day. On, on February 13th, wow, they just keep going. On February 13th, he murdered a 45-year-old mechanic named Rudolf Scheer in the suburb of Flingen Nord, stabbing him 20 times, particularly about the head, back, and eyes. Following the discovery of Scheer's body, Curtin returned to the scene of the murder to converse with police, falsely informing one detective he had heard about the murder via telephone. That that paragraph was hard to read. I know it was a lot. And, but that's like three, peop- three people in one little stretch. And he was all over the place. Elderly woman, young girl, man, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't think for him it's it's just all about the blood. It's about seeing, you know, it, it's... It's about the murder. About the murder itself. Yeah, the act of murdering. Yeah. We've had some people who said they hated the murder part. Yeah. I think Fish might have even... Anyway. Despite the differences in age and sex of of these three victims, the fact that all three crimes had been committed in the Flingern district at Dusseldorf at dusk, that each victim had received a multitude of stab wounds likely inflicted in rapid succession and invariably involving at least one wound to the temple, plus the absence of a common motive such as robbery, led investigators to conclude the same perpetrator had committed all three attacks. Furthermore, the seemingly random selection of these victims led criminologists to remark as to the abnormal nature of the perpetrator. Um, They didn't mention it here. They may mention it in a minute, but part of the whole vampire of Dusseldorf is he would drink blood from a lot of his victims. Like, literally, there was a few of them, and I'm kind of glad they left it out, although I'm about to tell you, that literally, like, he would would drink. That's why he would stab him in the temple. For some reason, like, it was easy for him to drink. Yeah. Because, you know, the temple on every single person, that's, like, the one thing they had in common, I guess. Because I always wondered, why were they calling him the vampire? Like, there's no... But that's that's the whole reason. Okay. Because <laughs> I knew you were wondering. you just been sitting like, well, why do they call him the vampire? Now, I was going to I was, was going to do my usual thing, like, yeah. let you wrap up and then... All right. Shit on, I, I'll, shit on your... Uh, I'll, like I said, it, there's a lot, so I, I'll try to... You get the gist, though. I'll skip over yeah, maybe get, one or two. I got it, like, <laughs> get, 10 minutes ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, but, didn't need, I didn't need the uh, continuation. The Well... You could have just been like, well, then he hit one, two, three, four. <laughs> there was 15 <laughs> more. Yeah, there's 15, <laughs> 25 more, 77. Well, it was like your boy that... Uh, where you actually made notes for the first time, and uh, what, was, what was his name? Uh, Pan's room. Pan's room, man. It was just like rapid succession yeah. of, of events. I feel like it's the same similar thing. Um, 
Uh, let's see. So although Curtin did attempt to strangle four, uh, despite difference. Okay. I'll just kind of summarize a little bit here. So we get kind of a, an idea of the amount, the number. Uh, although Curtin did attempt to strangle four women between March and July of 1929, um, one of whom he claimed to have thrown into the Rhine River, he is not known to have killed any further victims until August 11th. When he raped, strangled, and repeatedly, repeatedly stabbed a young woman named Maria Kahn. Um, uh, Han died, and I'll skip. Yeah, you know what happened. Um, Han died approximately one hour after Curtin had begun attacking her, fearful his wife might connect the blood stains she had noted on his clothes with Han's murder. Curtin later buried her body in a cornfield, only to return her bo- to her body several weeks later in the intention of nailing her decomposing remains to a tree in a mock crucifixion to shock and disgust the public. However, Han's remains proved... They better fucking kill this guy. <laughs> Han's remains proved too heavy for Curtin to complete this act, and he simply returned her corpse to the grave before embracing and caressing the decomposing body as he lay beneath her remains. He then reburied Han's body. Uh, according to Curtin's later confession, both before and after he had attempted to impale Han's corpse to a tree, he went to the grave many times and kept improving on it, and every time I thought of what was lying there and was filled with satisfaction. Three months after Curtin had removed or had murdered Maria Han, he posted an anonymous letter to the police in which he confessed to Han's murder, adding that his that her remains had been buried in a field. Uh, in, in a field, in this letter, Curtin also drew a crude map describing the location the location of her remains. This letter would prove sufficiently detailed to enable investigators to locate Han's remains on November fifteenth. It's weird that he did that. That's weird. Well, no, but like that's it's weird. Not, no, it's weird for him. <laughs> I get you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, a lot of them. We've said this before. Like send letters to cops, and is it because yeah. they want to get caught, or is it because they're bragging? Because they know they can. They're bragging dragons. Yeah. Um, following the murder of Maria Khan, Curtin changed his choice of weapon from scissors to a knife in an apparent effort to convince police more than one perpetrator was responsible for the spate of uh, assaults and murders. In the early morning of August 21st, Curtin randomly stabbed an 18-year-old girl, a 30-year-old man, and a 37-year-old woman in separate attacks. All three were seriously wounded and stated to the police their assailant had not spoken a word to them before he had attacked them. Yeah, he was, like, randomly, like, walking by. Like, he stabbed one one lady just in the side, just walking by her. Fucking horrible. Three days later, at a fairground in the suburb of Flay, uh, he observed two foster sisters, uh, age 5 and 14, walking from the fairgrounds. Um though through adjoining allotments en route to their home. I don't like this part. I don't like any of the part, but this is this one's tough too. So sending the older girl Louise on an errand to purchase cigarettes for him upon the promise of giving twenty Fenig. I guess that's the Who gives a shit? I know. He basically told her, I'll give you some money if you go buy right. my cigarettes. Curtin lifted the younger girl, Gertrude, off the ground by her neck and strangled her into unconsciousness before cutting her throat and discarding her body in a patch of runner beans. Where the fuck that is. When Lindzen returned to the scene, Curtin partially strangled her before stabbing her about the torso, with one wounding uh, piercing her aorta. He also bit and twice cut her throat 
before sucking blood from the wounds. Neither girl had been sexually assaulted, and the fact only Lindzen's footprints were found within seven meters of her body suggests that she may have attempted to flee from her attacker before collapsing. The following day, Curtin accosted a 27-year-old housemaid named Gertrude, who he openly asked to engage in sex with, with him. Uh, upon being rebuffed, Curtin shouted, Well, die then! Before repeatedly stabbing the woman in the ne head, neck, shoulder, and back, Schultz survived her injuries. Sorry, I'm cruising through so quick. Um, You're good. Yeah, she, she survived her injuries, although she was un unable to provide investigators with a clear description of her assailant beyond assuming his age to be around 40. Curtin attempted to murder two further victims, one by strangulation, another by stabbing, in September before opting to predominantly use a hammer in his murders. How the fuck is this guy getting away with, like... This much. Like, staying, like... In the same... Away from... I mean, he's got to be covered in blood walking around. I know. It, I don't know. So, this is the last little bit before we, we get to what happened and, how, you know, hammer attacks. But so you had said it. Well, he's using the same... So he's switching it up because he thinks he's smart. Well, technically, I guess he was smart enough to go get get away with it this long. But on the evening of September the 30th, Curtin encountered a 31-year-old servant girl named Ida... Reuter at Dusseldorf Station. He successfully persuaded Reuter to accompany him to a cafe, then for a walk through the local Hofgarten, close to the Rhine River. At this location, he repeatedly struck her about the head with a hammer, both before and after he raped her. At one stage in the assault, Reuter regained consciousness and began pleading with Curtin to spare her life. In response, Curtin simply gave her another hammer blow on the head and misused her. Misused her. I'm not sure. Anyway, 11 days later, on October 11th, he encountered a 22-year-old. Same sort of thing uh, for a drink. Took a train alongside Clean Dussel River, where she, where she was struck once across her right temple with a hammer, and then he uh, raped her. Uh, Curtin struck her repeatedly about the head on both temples. All right, I'm trying to get past this. Doria was found at 6.30 in the morning. Okay, on October 25th, Curtin attacked two women with a hammer. Both survived, although in the second instance, this was only because Curtin's hammer broke on the during the attack. Um, on November 7th, 1929, Curtin encountered a five-year-old girl named Gertrude in the same district of Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf, he persuaded the child to accompany him to a section of deserted allotments where he seized her by the throat, strangled her, and you understand what happened. Um, these were all in the same area. Yeah. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, how the fuck did he get away with this by for the, that long? For that long. By the late summer of 1929, the murders committed by the individuals the press had dubbed the Vampire of Dusseldorf uh, was receiving considerable nation, national and international attention. Yeah. Uh, due to the sheer, sheer savagery of the murders, the diverse background of the victims, and the differing methods in which they had been assaulted and or murdered, both the police and the press theorized the spate of assaults and murders uh, were the work of more than one perpetrator. Um, by the end of 29, Dusseldorf police had received more than 13,000 letters from the public um, with assistance from the surrounding police forges or police forces. Each lead was painstakingly pursued. 13 lead lead. I'm trying to go fast. 13,000 letters. Uh, 9,000 individuals were interviewed. Uh, there was a list of 900,000 different names on the suspect list. Jesus. Two days after the murder of Gertrude, a local communist newspaper received a map revealing the local 
excuse me, location of the grave of Maria Hahn. In this drawing, Curtin also revealed precisely where he had left Alberman's body, uh, describing the exact position of her corpse, which he stated he... Okay. Um, so basically, there he's he's telling him where all this stuff is. Um, one man... Because he was sending all this detail, they realized, okay, there's only one guy that we're looking for. 1930, in 1930, the murder of Gertrude Alberman proved to be Curtin's final fatal attack. Although he did engage in a spate of non-fatal hammer attacks and attempted strangulations between February and May 1930, maiming 10 victims in these assaults, uh, all recipients survived and many were able to describe their attacker to the police. On May 14, 1930, an unknown man approached a 20-year-old woman named Maria Budlick at Dusseldorf Station. Um, he was trying to basically get her to take a walk with them. She said, okay, uh, the identity, uh, let's see, um, was the pair began to argue, whereupon another man approached the duo asking, basically, she was telling him to fuck off, and he started arguing with her. Another guy walked up. The identity the identity of the man who uh, ostensibly came to Butlick's aid was Peter Curtin. Oh, no, sorry, flipped that around. Peter Curtin actually walked up and uh, kind trying of to help. trying to help. Of Ish. course, yeah, of course. Curtin invited the distressed young woman to his apartment on Metmanor Strabe to uh, eat and drink before Budlick. Correct, correctly dedu- deducing the underlying motive for Curtin. Okay, yeah, that's why he was being hospitable is what they're saying. Um, she was not interested in having sex with him. He became uh, upset. Uh, she went back to the hotel with him, though. Um he seized her by the throat, attempted to strangle her as he raped her. When Budlick began to scream, Curtin released his grasp on her throat before allowing her to leave. Budlick did not report the assault to the police, but described her ordeal in a letter to a friend, although she addressed the letter incorrectly. As such, the letter was opened in the post office by a clerk on May 19th. Upon reading the contents of the letter, the clerk forwarded the letter to the Dusseldorf police. The letter was read by Chief Inspector Gannat, who deduced who deduced that there was a slim chance Budlick's assailant might be the Dusseldorf murderer. Chief Inspector interviewed who recounted the ordeal, further divulging one of the reasons Curtin had spared her was because she had falsely informed him uh, she could not remember his address. She agreed to lead the police to Curtin's home on whatever street that is when the landlady of the property led Budlick into the room of 71, Matt Manor Strobe, Budlick confirmed to the chief inspector Gannat this was the address of her assailant. The landlady confirmed to the chief inspector the tenant's name was Peter Curtin. So the letter that she wrote to a friend was essentially his downfall. Um, he wasn't home when Budlick and the chief inspector Gannat searched the property. He spotted the pair in the communal hallway and promptly left. Knowing that he was busted, essentially he told his wife, Hey, I'm the... Vampire of Dusseldorf came clean, said, go collect the reward money. Turn me in. Um, with his wife's consent, he found lodging in a different district of Dusseldorf and did not return home until May 23rd. Um, let me skip ahead. He can't get to that. Confert. Curtin freely admitted his guilt and all the crimes police had attributed to the vampire of Dusseldorf and further confessed he had committed the unsolved murders of Christine Klein and Gertrude Franklin in 1913. In total, Curtin admitted to 68 crimes, including 10 murders and 31 attempted murders. So he claimed 68 crimes, but 10 murders. 
<clears throat> Sounded uh, like a lot more when you were going through Yeah, that. and 31 attempted. A lot of those people survived, though. They were horrific, I know, and the ones that stick in your mind are obviously the children and things, but yeah. the, the, a lot of them survived. Uh, he made no excuses. Uh, he made no attempt to excuse his crimes, but justified them upon the basis of what he saw as the injustices he had endured throughout his life. Nonetheless, he was adamant he had not tortured any of his child victims. Curtin also admitted to both investigators and psychiatrists that the actual sight of the victim's blood was, on many occasions, sufficient to bring him to orgasm, and that, on occasion, if he experienced ejaculation in the act of strangling a woman, he would immediately become apologetic to his victims, proclaiming, that's what love is all about. Fuck that. Um, His further claimed... Uh, to have drunk the blood from the throat of one victim from the temple of another and to have licked the blood uh, from a third victim's hands. In one of these instances, he had drunk so much blood from the neck wound that he had inflicted upon Maria Hahn that he vomited. Curtin also admitted to having decapitated a swan in the spring of 1930 in order that he could drink the blood from the animal's neck, achieving ejaculation. As Curtin awaited his trial, then he later awaited his execution. He was extensively interviewed by Dr. Carl Berg. He tried to, I'll, I'll, I'll summarize this, he tried to claim insanity, and the dude was like, fuck no. Yeah. Finally. Somebody's <laughs> yeah. like, no, no. No, dude. Um, he contricted these, nah, 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 nah. both Berg and other psychologists concluded Curtin was not insane, was fully able to control his actions, and appreciated the criminality of his conduct. Each ruled Curtin was legally sane and competent to, competent to stand trial. On April 13, 1931, Peter Curtin stood trial in Dusseldorf. He was charged with nine counts of murder and seven attempted murders. Uh, he was tried before presiding judge Dr. Rose. Curtin pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity to each of these charges. Um, Curtin was da-da-da-da-da-da, and his feet were shackled. Proceedings began with the prosecution formally reciting each of the charges against Curtin before they recited the formal confessions, or confession he had provided to the police following his arrest. When then asked by the proceeding judge to describe what had continued to... All right, I'm going to get through this. My desire for injuring people awoke. The love of setting fire to things awoke as well. The sight of flames excited me, but above all, it was the excitement of the attempts to extinguish the fire and the ad- agitation of those who saw the property being destroyed. Destroyed. So he's talking about his arson and everything else. Um, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Further proof, Curtin's awareness upon crossing... He was found guilty as hell. The trial lasted 10 days. On on April 22nd, the jury retired to consider their verdict. They deliberated for under two hours before reaching their verdict. Curtin was found guilty and sentenced to death on nine accounts of murder. He was found guilty of seven accounts of attempted murder. Uh, Curtin displayed no emotion as the sentence was passed. Although his final address to the court, he did state that he now saw his crimes as being so ghastly that he did not want to make any sort of excuse for them. Curtin did not lodge an appeal for his convictions, although he did submit a petition for pardon to the Minister of Justice, who uh, was known to be an opponent of capital punishment. The petition was formally rejected on July 1st. Curtin remained composed upon receipt of this news and asked for permission to see his confessor to write letters of apology to the relatives of the victims and a final farewell a final final farewell letter to his wife all these requests were granted on the evening of July 31st 1931 curtin received his last meal 
He ordered wiener schnitzel, a bottle of white wine, and fried potatoes. He devoured his entire meal before requesting a second. At 6 o'clock in the morning of July 2nd, Peter Curtin was beheaded by guillotine in the grounds of Klingleput's prison, Cologne. He walked unassisted to the guillotine, flanked by the prison psychiatrist and a priest. Shortly before his head was placed on the guillotine, Curtin turned to the psychiatrist and asked the question, Tell me, after my head is chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures. When asked whether he had any last words to say, Curtin simply smiled and replied no. Peter Curtin. <laughs> it was a lot, man. I, it's the longest longest that I've read, I know, but it was a lot. And I, the reason I feel like I wanted to do all of them is because this is, in my opinion, one of the worst ones that I've done, if not the worst. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Surprise. I told you it was pretty heavy. Yeah, man. At first we made some joking comments, but I was like, man, once I started getting, I knew it would be hard too. So I knew it wouldn't be a fun episode. Yeah. Um, but I had never heard of this dude. I haven't either. Ever. Yeah. And there's a handful, not a lot of people that have done podcasts and stories and videos, like some of the big guys. They, you know, and I think possibly because a lot of people probably started doing research and they were like, nah. I'm out, not me. Well, <laughs> so you, you know, just I hate to to paint it this way, but um, the the way that society or you know pop culture fucking sucks the dick of right jack the ripper yeah and you know i'm like this dude is like so much fucking more brutal i know man and you know i'm not i'm not saying that jack the ripper gets passed or anything along those lines it's no. just like and maybe it's like the fact that just the material so fucking horrible that people are just like, I don't want to, we don't want to talk about the guy. It's possible. Um, um it, it's all, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know why more people haven't done it or why people, he's not a big name amongst, you know, the most horrific serial killers. Uh, Cause he should be up <laughs> right near the top, man. Yeah. He's, he was, as I started doing, like I had heard of the vampire Dusseldorf, I feel like, but Peter Curtin didn't that didn't ring a bell and it was actually on my list originally to give to you. Yeah. Because I had only seen like a small snippet of it and then I said I've, now I'd heard that that bit about the head getting cut off where he said, you know, can I, will I be able to hear? Oh, really? See, I'd heard that. Like I I hate that I liked that, but like I mean what it did so I don't know something about last words. Like I always want it to be something something epic or some shit. You know what I mean? I love that it's their last words. I mean, at least it ends. I'm okay with it because the next thing is they're, they're dead. Yeah. His head got cut off. And I like the idea of a guillotine for some reason. That just, for me, that's like vicious. But I, I, unfortunately, it's probably not painful. Hanging is probably worse. Yeah, probably. I mean, but I, I don't know. I, I guess it's just so barbaric to me. Like, oh, big, massive fucking knife. You know, uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, that, what I don't like is the fact that he was smiling up until the very end. Like he was never tortured. He never suffered, you know, and he got all apologetic. I'm not buying it. 
Oh, yeah, I don't, you I don't, know. I don't. Like, I mean, the, the fucking families that he wrote letters to, like, would the family even fucking want that? Like, why the fuck? Yeah, right. You know, like, fuck you and you're your sorry. Yeah. Like, you can take your sorry and show it up your ass. Yeah. I don't Go want hand shit it to from the you. devil from your butt. <laughs> That's like, right. You know. <laughs> from your butt. From your butt. Yeah, this dude was, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, dude, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's not often that I, I have like this, the fucking Nothing to say. wall where it's, but I I mean, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. I mean, obviously he'd be dead now anyway, but yeah, well, uh, right. I'm glad that he was killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. his crimes. I'm glad he didn't get insanity. Um, you Dude, know. I th- I I really like. I'm very much of the opinion that that this went on way too long. Um, that, that <laughs> My was, episode, you mean? No, no. Well, I mean <laughs> that and no, the, you're that right. His, his crimes went on way too long. Like, yeah, he got away with it for a long. time. And there was time. a lot of people that survived. The and he had been, and he had been in like he had been captive like in jail. Yeah, a lot of like, like they had so years. many chances. Like right. thirteen years, he he spent in jail before. He got oh fuck we let him and, out and then he just like went on like just like a fucking kill spree like I know. cling 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 like switching yeah. it up from a from a knife to scissors to a hammer. I guess back in the day, detective work wasn't. Dude, you, I mean the technology we have now makes it. You can use a fucking hammer and then a knife. A We're guy, still gonna find you. A guy stumbling around, bloody, with a heart on. It's got to be Ugh. pretty open and shut case, man. Well. And I wasn't going to mention this, but I had to say it. But he said he he always ejaculated like yeah I, without a heart on. Well, dude, I <laughs> so mean, technically he wasn't walking around with a heart on. But still covered in blood, like yeah. creepy fucking dude in a suit. Like yeah, they didn't. I don't know. Like you know, was it always around, at night? No, it wasn't. Was it always like you know? It was seemed like it was a lot of times in the middle back of day. To a body. With a can of kerosene and set it on fire. You can't tell me that people weren't like, Nobody what's saw going this? on? Camp out? Yeah. Like, no, dude, I agree. Like, I don't know. Maybe Dusseldorf is like super, like, not, I mean, they had 900,000 like, suspects. Names. What's going on? Yeah, in, what's true. going on in Dusseldorf? Well, and I assume Dusseldorf's a fairly big place because I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you've at least heard of the mustard. But well, that's true. Now, now, but, but <laughs> here's my like nine hundred thousand names. Imagine, oh, dude, that that's they, so right. they said there was thirteen. Number one, there, they said there was thirteen thousand letters to the police. That's people naming like shit tons of people. Well, it was either Dave or Bill or John or William. Or, <laughs> so, God damn it, dude! Nine hundred thousand. Imagine getting handed the list, and they're like number one. Yeah, it was like pages. Oh. It's like a fucking novel. It's, dude, like, it's a bible of fucking. Like, it's so thick. It's the fuck. Just hand them the phone book here. Every dude. Just call everyone. Every dude. Yeah, right. In, in Dusseldorf. Every it, one of them. They're all suspects. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah, that would suck. I mean, so I guess, and and first, and just first and foremost, had they done what most modern countries do when you are convicted of desertion and just killed him, right? When he just dipped on the like the and, war the military, effort, right, right. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not like pulling for the Germans in World War One by right. any means, but imagine if he had stayed in the fucking. He would have become like some crazy SS like 
dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they would have fucking celebrated him. Like they'd be like, "Oh man, this guy knows how to kill people." Oh, this guy's all right. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. That's so crazy to think that too. Like, I mean, he if he'd have just like hung out for like ten more years, he would have been he'd have been like the fucking the SS general of of creepy kid killing. Oh shit! Then he would have built rockets for the U.S. Yeah, man. <laughs> No fucking telling what's <laughs> the career. Your the career is man. You chose poorly. Your yeah, path could have been yeah. You could uh, you could have just hung out with Werner von Braun. That's right. But and, no, yeah, he dipped out. And so you're right. If they had been like, dude, that's you know, <laughs> executable di- offense, which is usually the case. Yeah, yeah. The case in desertion. Um, it's either like life imprisonment or yeah. They kept your his ass out. They They're like ah, it. man, he's cool. Eh, it's all right. Hey, you know what? We'll let you out if you leave town. You <laughs> right. know, and like 10 minutes later, they're like, nah, you can stay. Nah, you can hang out. Like, why isn't he, like, getting pulled in, like, repeatedly? Uh, like, when this shit's going down. Like, he would have been, like, the first guy on the list. Like, did they just not check, like, criminal records in, back in the day? Right. Now, if you look at him in that picture after the story, he looks like a straight-up pedophile. Like yeah, a horrendous... I mean, but- but I can if like seeing that picture. I can see how he could blend into you know what I mean, right? The background. He was always like his hair was you know done up, and he was always wearing a suit. I don't care, man. You cover somebody in blood. Yeah, man. You're well, a suspect. Well, he literally was drinking blood, spurting out of their body. Like so you're gonna get some on you. Yeah. Like, and why did nobody that? In, that's the, eventually why he was like, okay, I'm gonna go back because his wife did see blood on him or something, and I can't remember the excuse. It was whatever, but. Yeah, I don't know. You would think he's just walking around covered in blood all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that? Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to attack you with a hammer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, you could chalk it up to bad police work. I mean, I it does seem like a really long time to be able to get away with that hor- like that, that, that level of, of yeah. violence. And You'd think they would have dug. Like, that should have been pretty high priority there. Kid killer should be like kid, uh, kid okay, killer. Let's, right. let's go fucking check. Let's go start knocking on some doors, bro. Right, right. And that I, that is what is hard about this. I mean, it, the the children. I mean, even if the children weren't a part of the story, it's still it's horrendous. So horrific, and, yeah. Right, right, right. But anytime you add, I mean, they were young. I yeah. Mean, that's why fish was so fucked. Like it was so hard to. This is one that I'm ready to not think about anymore. Yeah, I've held on this one for too long. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I'll say I'm done talking. And about that's. It as there's well. not much to. Yeah, there's not like a. No. Well, my take is there's a twist no. ending. This is. It is what it was. He should have. He should have been caught earlier. That's. And that's, that's it. The, right. the argument. Yeah. So. Well, fun, kitties. Fun story. Did you like that one? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I'm go I, home and fucking call a priest and be like, hey man. I'm, yeah. It. I knew this one would be tough, but I uh, I don't know. I, because it was to the level of, of just disgustingness and just the, the, the level of how brutal this guy was, the fact that we didn't know about him, Yeah, I felt like, okay, I'm going to do this story. Yeah, now everybody knows. Yeah. Enjoy. And you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so send us some suggestions, preferably a little bit lighter, so yeah. we can uh, <laughs> change up the tone next week. Yeah, you ready to do time travel episode two? Fuck yeah, let's go, dude. Let's talk about some Brazilian aliens or something. Fuck yeah, man. So, all right, well, yeah, not fun, but, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, 
I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed it. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. I don't even know how to fucking end this. Okay. Like, that's it. Tune in next week. Yeah. For, something a little bit for, lighter. For something else. Something right. completely different. Completely different. Yeah. All right. All right. We're good? Yep, All we're right. good. Good shit? Good shit. <laughs> <laughs>